everybody, and welcome to the Wastebasket podcast. Uh, with me, as always, international man of mystery, Mr. Jordan. Say hi to the people. Hello, Chris. Hi to the people. Oh, you're so close to your microphone. I am you're, trying to eat it like Jocko. You're Jockoing. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Well, today we are here to talk about everyone's favorite comedy, family hereditary. comedy. Hereditary. Yeah, hereditary. <laughs> hereditary and we did not announce this in the previous podcast because we did not know that we were going to watch it we did say that oh yeah it's october we maybe we'll watch some scary movies and this is uh i mean it's an older movie but it's one that neither one of us had seen so older i mean it's like it's three years old it's not it's not like well we did have the whole plague in the middle which did feel like time stretched out and changed and morphed into something else right i just i just don't want people to think this is some classic you know thrasher film from the 70s or 80s it's uh no it's slasher film sorry thrasher is not a kind of movie right yeah thrasher is more like a skateboard thing right so um it is close to the end of october uh we did think of like oh let's do a bunch of other movies and we made a little google doc and everything like that but uh so far this will be pretty much the only one um i did watch uh, i told you some of the original the og universal horror movies which are old like almost 100 years old now uh, which is crazy to think about um but you didn't have a chance to watch those uh so um my recommendation would be for folks that are interested like those are fun to watch. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed Bride of Frankenstein. That was uh, quite funny. Had some great lines in it. Um, and they were surprising. Like the effects were surprisingly good and still like felt modern-ish. Um, I enjoyed The Invisible Man. It was very dark. Had Claude Rains in it. Um, what was another one? I watched the original Wolfman, which was different than like what you would think. And I watched the original Mummy, which is uh, the story is also different than the different iterations of the mummy that we've seen and the ones that people pretty much ignored, such as the Tom Cruise one, which <laughs> I think maybe I'm the only one that saw that. Yeah, I think you are. Um, so I highly recommend uh, on uh, Criterion uh, channel, they have the Universal Horror Collection. I highly recommend checking those out because they are, they are fun uh, to watch. Yeah. And we might, we might talk about one of them in one of these future episodes here because we're... well. Do you want to talk about what we might talk about uh, in the next pod? The big, the big movie. Oh, I'm saying. Well, I think yes. Well, I'll talk about that in a second. But I think okay. the plan was. I mean, you can tell me if this has changed. But I thought the plan was that we would do three of these horror or scary movies as yeah, like the next thing in the series. But we will Halloween. have to have an interrupted, like a uh, emergency pod when uh, I come back from watching Dune on yeah. Monday halloween happen i mean don't we want to do it thematically we don't want to be like this new uh season of dexter where they show a serial killer show after halloween well but it's still i feel like it's still the season you know true it's autumn yeah they'll be Um, fine we'll be fine we need something to do we'll work it out so folks look forward to that we will do that we promise. Chris swears on Bima's life. Uh, well, we might we even do, do a uh, James Bond pod if you're interested in that after you see it. Well, that is most likely to occur um, this week as well. So yeah. we're actually getting out there, Chris. We're going to the movies. Yeah. Let's all go to the movies. Let's do, all do, go do, to do, the do, movies. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. They're back. So I have seen Dune on HBO Max. You will see it in IMAX. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lowercase i. It's actually like a Apple product. And um, and yeah, and that's all we're gonna say about that because uh, yeah, it's gonna be a great pod. Yeah. Because you you have read the books and also seen all the previous uh universe movies i've never seen the david lynch movie i figured i would watch that sometime in did the you next watch the sci-fi months. miniseries yes i'm a big fan of the sci-fi miniseries okay i've seen that a number of times okay i do believe i even have that on dvd here somewhere 
well, some things we shouldn't admit to on air mm. is going to live forever. Um, <laughs> but yes, I've seen the David Lynch one um, and the sci-fi miniseries as well, and the the new one. Um, but have you seen Yadorowski's Dune? That's the real question. I have not. I did. I know that that exists, and I and I do. I am kind of curious about it, but um, yeah. So. Um, it's but good. yeah, let's let's get into Hereditary. All right, let's get into it. Our director friend Ariaster, right? Is he a friend? That did well, not really, but he did Midsummer. Is that correct? Uh, yes, he did. He did indeed direct Midsummer, one of my favorite movies of all time. I think I will say at this point. Are you being facetious? No, I oh. I still think about that movie all the time. It stuck with yeah, me, which like, we reviewed back in season one of uh, this pod. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yes, yeah, so go check out that episode, um, and just be careful of the ingredients that people put in your drinks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, name? where do you where do you want to start with Hereditary? Where do we want to start? Should we go ahead and? Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We what, gotta do the spoiler meow. Yeah, spoiler meow. Insert. Is that what you're gonna say? Yep, that's what I was gonna say. So uh spoilers ahead, so here's our spoiler meow. <laughs> spoiler meow. Alright, thank you, Bima. <laughs> yeah, why don't why don't you give us a quick rundown of the plot? Oh, okay. I'm putting it on you this week. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, let me just click into the Wikipedia over here. Oh no! All right. So it's a family horror movie. It's the Graham family uh, with uh, Tony Collette, who is always great and everything. I mean, I always feel bad because she usually plays some sort of put upon mother. Um, she never really has a chance to just have like a good time, but she's she's always great. Um, so it's a, a mom, a dad, a teenage son, and then like a 12, 13 year old daughter. Um, their grandmother has just passed away. So the mother of Tony Collette's character has just passed away. Um, and so Annie, which is Tony Collette's character is kind of dealing with that grief. She's a, um, what would you call it? A miniaturist? Is that what she does? Yeah. Like she does like miniature, like like diorama kind of things. Not, yeah, not just but, like figurines, but also therapeutic ones because it's about like life as it's existing then, right? Like it's <laughs> she's like depi- depicting her life almost uh, as like an outlet. Would you say? Yeah, uh, yeah. The movie yeah. starts with an interesting shot of like zooming in on one of those uh, miniatures that she's created of their house. Yeah exactly um and so like the the beginning like 15 30 minutes are just kind of a slow build up as you get introduced to this family and like the issues that they're having you know the the son is just kind of your typical teenage son he's you know he's a little bit of a stoner has crushes on girls blah 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 the daughter is a little bit of a strange one she does like this clucking sound or clicking sounds um and she, you know, they're like, okay, is she grieving for the grandmother because she was close to her? Like, what's going on? And she's just, she's just a little bit of an oddball, um, kind of stands out. Um, and then, well, I don't know. Like, do you want to say anything else about this first 30 minutes before we get to the big, the big to do? No, I well, I guess like Annie goes to the support group and that's where she meets Anne Dowd's character, Joan. Um, yeah, because Annie's happen. trying to deal with the grief as well because the mom <clears throat> put her and her family through some some stuff like um, you know the um, she was estranged from the mom but she she did um, <clears throat> you know help her out at the end like the, the mom was living with them in the house um, and and then and then she was close to the daughter as we said but like her um her father died when she was a kid and then her older brother um had killed himself and so like there was a lot of you know 
grief and drama uh, within Annie's and you know all this, and so that's kind of where we're starting out with this first thirty minutes of it, right, right, and then things really sort of take a take a turn. Dark, they do take a turn, a dark turn, uh, a very surprising turn. You were surprised by this, right? Yes, yes, I did not know. <laughs> all right, so did you? Okay. I had no idea. Okay. Um, uh, so around the 30 minute mark, um, we have, we have, um, the son, he's going to a party and like the mom's like, Oh, are you going to drink? Are you, you know, he's like, no, I'm not. And you know, he's meeting up with this girl that he's got a crush on. And then for some reason, the mom's like, why don't you take, why don't you take the daughter? And I didn't quite get this. Cause it's like. Uh, are you gonna send like your twelve year old daughter to like a high school party? Like that's not, I don't know. But anyway, well, she, so go ahead. The the son, um, Peter was imp- was kind of lying to her. Was you know, uh, was lying. Well, yeah, to he's gonna smoke up. Yeah, yeah, she. He was saying, oh, it's just like a school function and like, right. The, you know, this is like a that's barbecue, true. True. but really it's like a party where everybody's drinking and smoking. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. But I he, just feel like parents parents have to know, right? Right, right. Well, and that's a good good question. Like thinking about that now, was she being like sort of pushed to send her there somehow? You know, right? Well, let's let's circle back to that yeah. once we get to some of the other reveals. So, um, the daughter goes to the party and. Peter, the son, is like, uh, I'm going to go smoke up with these people. Just entertain yourself. There's some cake. Go have some cake. Now, the daughter, as we learn at the funeral, is allergic to nuts because her dad says, hey, are there nuts in that thing that you're eating? You would think that a 12-year-old would understand, hey, I could die from this. How about I make sure there's not nuts in it? Like, if I was a parent, I would make sure I'd have it drilled into my kid. Like, don't eat stuff that you don't know what's in it. Right. Um. So anyway, she eats this cake. The cake obviously has nuts. She finds Peter, and she's going into anaphylactic shock because she can't breathe. And Peter's like freaking out. Um. He's also high, and so he he throws her in the car and and tries to drive her to the hospital. Um. And so this is where I you know this is where I'm going to give like you know. Uh, a gold star for good filmmaking because we all think like oh no she's gonna die from this and like we think it's gonna go one way right. and then it d- goes a completely different way much like her head when it has <laughs> the the telephone pole when she sticks her body out the window to try and breathe yeah so so she, it, so she go ahead. she's choking yeah. and he rolls down the window to try to help her out which i mean that wouldn't really help her out i don't think <laughs> Um, but he's also high right he's high so she sticks her head out the window she's like she's she's choking and then there's a like a deer telephone pole oh yeah that's right there's a deer yeah Yeah. and so he swerves and gets really close to the edge of the road where there's a telephone pole or kind of goes a little bit off the road and her head and then it goes yep and then it goes thunk and the director does not shy away from just showing her headless body like coming back in the car and then it's a wide shot of the car slowing down and him just like holy crap that just happens yeah yeah Yeah. and then he drives home and then he drives home and then he doesn't say anything and the body's still in the car and he's laying in bed as dawn approaches and the mom goes out to the car to run errands and then there's just a terrible terrible wailing and screaming and yeah it's terrible so yeah yeah right yeah at that point i bet a lot of people that like were watching this movie at home probably were like nope i'm out we're done i i i do think that that was probably a decider yeah a deciding moment for a lot of folks um because it was it was pretty unexpected and brutal uh especially the way it was shot um uh i so i i wanted to bring this up i kind of mentioned it to you off air yeah but um 
so for me, it reminded me of elementary school when we had to watch, we watched this bus safety video and it was like, you know, here's how not to walk in front of the bus. And whoever directed these videos, they, they weren't graphic, you know, they cut away or edited it, but like, it was definitely implied, like, if you do this in front of the bus, you will die. And then, like, there was definitely a scene where I was like, don't hang outside the window of the bus. And then, like, cut to some sort of pole or whatever and then cut away. And it was like, woo-woo, accident. And I was like, oh, man. Like, I I mean, I think it's good. Well, I should not say this in a recorded format. But, like, in terms of traumatizing children, like, probably not. I don't know the psychological basis of it, but... I, it definitely like stuck with me and I never stuck my head or hands out, out a window mm-hmm. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, just like the ones that they shared us about gun safety, where it was like, you know, uh, little Charlie found his daddy's gun and is pointing it at his face. And then it just cuts to like a house, you know, right. uh, establishing shot and a gunshot and then an ambulance. Yeah. Um, and that, that goes, was another, that goes back to our last movie we watched. That was another PSA. That was another PSA video we watched in elementary school. Um, so anyway, yeah. I, I thought of, I thought of this at that time, but then I was also just stunned and horrified. I, I mean, I didn't think about that till later because I was just stunned and horrified at this point. I'm like, Oh crap, what is this kid going to do? And then I, I just, I just saw this once more like smart directing and filmmaking to just like okay he just drives home because he doesn't want to deal with it he doesn't know how to deal with it and that's something that that actually seemed realistic like that seemed like something someone might do yeah i don't you know but the thing that i didn't quite didn't quite work for me in this particular section is the idea that he'd be able to fall asleep oh yeah yeah he could just like lay in bed and be like all right i mean i I mean yeah i thought that he would be like just laying there wide-eyed um the whole time um yeah but uh have you seen alex wolf in any other movies he was in jumanji yeah that's that's the only thing i was looking through his uh imdb that's the only thing i've seen him in he was good in that so yeah he's not in it very much because it's part of the uh real world exactly side of the jumanji movies yeah, I think he had, he got a little bit more acting to do on this, um, for sure. I think I've only but yeah, he was he was fine. Yeah, I think I've only seen Tony Collette in a few movies as well, uh, like uh, Muriel's Wedding. No, I think um, was she in Little Miss Sunshine? Mm, yes, and, and Knives um, Out. I think that's the only Knives other Out yeah. about a boy. Um, do you want me to go through her filmography? No, no, no. For you? no okay, no. I'm just, just establishing. <laughs> so I wanted to talk because you're you're a big soundtrack guy. So I really enjoyed when the music came in and out throughout this film as well, like that heartbeat synth kind of thrumming in the background and then kind of mixing with the moment. Like it, you know, it really. There's definitely like I guess a horror movie thing where it's like your heart your heart's beating because all this is happening and then this is beating and it's kind of you know trying i think it i think it is just part of the whole horror movie experience of you know they're trying to simulate a heart racing and and all that do you have anything to say about that or the sound mix in general i think yeah the way they did it really just amps up the anxiety level in a in a great way and not in a not in like a distracting way either you know like it's not like inter- right. like a Hans Zimmer Interstellar kind of thing where it's like yeah. overwhelming dialogue or you know it, it's it's definitely it's definitely in the background for me you know I, I I never at any point was like oh I'm listening to a to some music you know yeah so yeah, yeah. it, it, it uh, served the movie very well. well I mean it wasn't really music per se it was just like sounds yeah um, yeah a soundscape which is a word that i've been using a lot lately uh because of the movie you're going to go see soon <laughs> um and we'll talk about that more then um one thing i didn't like with the daughter sorry to insult her um r.i.p i well, she's uh, not actually dead you're talking about the 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 daughter or the act- actress the daughter oh, okay. okay the daughter's character the character of the daughter um I and and this is like a horror movie trip as well, and I've, I felt that this was a little bit less 
effective for me just because it happens all the time where it's like you know oh is this person being haunted by this person which was the whole clucking of the tongue thing Mm. whereas you know it's like a little affect it's like okay what can we come up with what sort of weird tick can we come up with to say like you know oh the daughter's around and you know the spirit of the daughter's around and that that's the clucking of the tongue right um but uh but anyway so we go from you didn't didn't like that i didn't like that no okay but i I know that i I know why it's arresting when it happened when it's happened Yes, but I, I know yeah. what I know. It's I know why it's there. I, it's just something that um, stuck out for me. Okay. Um, but so we go from this death and this terribleness to uh, Ann Dowd's character Joan from the support group wanting to bring in Tony Collette into a séance. Yes. 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 And, and uh, it works. Go ahead. And it works, yes. Works. Well, I mean, we're not seeing... So, uh, you say Aunt Dad's character, She she's actually raising her grandson, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's raising her grandson. And Tony Collette's there. There's like a... They're moving a glass. You see him writing on a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, that's when... I feel like that's when you know... <laughs> This, things this movie, are not there's definitely yeah. some supernatural stuff going on in this movie and i i feel like i don't know exactly where in the runtime that happens the hour mark yeah oh yeah i was yeah. gonna say it was about an hour in so at that point it feels like okay now we're moving into like a totally different story right almost. which the reason i i am calling out these these marks is that you know we had a 30 minute run-up of just seeing this family interacting in their grief and their daily life. And then we have this 30 minutes afterwards where, um, Tony Collette, uh, Annie and, and Steven, Steve, uh, who is the husband, Gabriel Byrne and yeah, Gabriel Byrne. And then Peter, the son are all together dealing with what happened. Uh, the dad, the husband (laughs) is just not really doing anything. It's just very ineffective. Um, and so it's, really about the Annie Peter dynamic. And we have a dream sequence where, um, uh, she, she, and, and this is where the cinematography also starts going from like a very static, normal cinematography towards like weird angles and things like that, where we know that we're going into odd, uh, once more odd territory where it's like her face is up against his and she's like yelling at him that, she didn't want to have him. She tried to have a miscarriage and mm. all this other stuff. And like, then it all goes up and goes up in flames because that relates to a story that she had told before about like wanting to set everybody on fire with paint thinner. Um, she didn't want to just, or she didn't want to, ha- it yeah. just, she it, wakes her up sleepwalking. Yeah. Right? She yeah. claims that she's sleepwalking and, uh, and like was seconds away from lighting right. the match. Yeah. And so, um, and then like her miniature houses are all messed up, uh, which was a pretty cool shot, but yeah. yeah well, what, so, are ta- what are you talking about when she like, breaks them or? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I don't know. It's been, it's been a week or two and this is my notes, mm. which sorry, person, our friend, not supposed to have notes, but, <laughs> um, yeah, she, but, she's like she's going in, she's getting like increasingly yeah, agitated volatile. as uh, yeah, yeah volatile is a good word as things are going on yeah she's she seems more and more unhinged yeah, yeah. she's been working on and this and, and we see for... that with and that's why i bring up the camera angles too because as as things go off the rails we start seeing these camera angles like all the different tilts and and then you know going from upside down to right side up or or this or that like that's how we're really getting introduced um uh into this this different realm of of things um and so she gets excited about doing a seance herself yeah which also works (laughs) maybe a little too well jordan maybe a little too well yeah yeah why don't you talk about that so she this is what like a is it that night i think after she does the seance 
with Aunt Dowd's character. I think so. She it's like the middle of the night and she wakes up Peter and uh Steve, her husband, and you know, like all the windows are open and, and they they live in what it's like Utah, I think. Somewhere yeah. somewhere out west, kind of like in the middle of nowhere, a good good like thirty minutes drive from, from town. Yeah. And it's very cold and the windows are open, and it's dark and she's like, Oh, we just gotta we gotta do this, we gotta you know, and, and Peter is freaking out. He's mm-hmm. he's crying. He's like, Why why is this happening? Well, because he feels like he's being targeted too, right? Like there's a point where there's like all these sketches from the daughter about like uh trying to harm Peter or things like that. Or maybe that happens after, but like yeah peter becomes like very much the center of all the rage i guess right because i mean and he kind of understandably think yeah. you know that annie like blames him you yeah know? yeah like she can't she hasn't really come out and say, well actually did they have the dinner before this there was the dinner and the big fight the, yeah. yeah i think that's an, that's an important scene when they're yeah. when she actually flies into a rage and basically blames him yeah charlie yeah that was before the seance yeah 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 so uh yeah they have the seance and then um just uh charlie the daughter yeah charlie the daughter starts drawing in that notebook of hers where the where those pictures of peter were right that's okay sorry i was getting confused that's that's the jumped ahead a little bit yeah so she she had a notebook where she was drawing stuff like these like severed bird heads with crowns on them right yes yeah like really really weird disturbing stuff and uh yeah they bring that notebook out well early earlier in the film too like a bird had hit a window i think and died and she like cut its head off yeah she goes out and cuts that off with scissors and sticks it in her pocket and i think she comes home and puts a crown on it and sews it onto something yeah yeah Again, yeah, for both of us, it's been been a week or two since we saw the movie, so some yeah. of this is a little little sketchy for me now. Uh, yeah, so they uh, they um, get her spirit back in the seance, and uh, not happy, and everyone freaks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of um, yeah. Why, do you remember what happens after that? Like, how does that scene end? Uh, Peter, like, um, I think like throws water or like they somehow get her out of it right oh because like, yeah she actually starts um annie starts speaking with charlie's voice exactly yeah, yeah. that's what's really freaking them out yeah and he starts crying again and yeah. yeah and then and then um yeah i mean everybody's upset and then that's when annie goes to joan's place to figure out like holy crap i think i did something wrong maybe or get you know just trying to get more advice i guess about maybe like what's going on with the seance and then that's when we find out that joan and annie's mom the deceased grandmother used to be friends yeah yeah and more more than that like uh there's a mention of like a uh like a a demon or demon demon lord demon king yeah so annie's like look at she well she recognizes this um sort of placemat thing that her mother right. used to make yes it's like a, exactly it's not exactly a placemat it looks more like a pillow that you put out yeah, front like of your a, door like a throw yeah yeah and, and it's a cushion but it was sewed in a distinctive way and then she's up in her attic and going through them as well yep yeah to see that they match up and then she then she's like looking through her, her mother's old photo albums and sees yep. the and sees the pictures of uh and dad's character yeah. and uh joan sorry and uh yeah that's when she comes across this like occult book and sees uh, some mentions of these uh these demons right. yeah well you know what's interesting though is that we saw that book in some of the very first shots of the movie too mm-hmm um and these like the book of superstitions or something yes and the symbol as well yeah like her her mother was wearing a necklace with and and that's the other that's the great thing in terms of the way that they did the plot here is that they're they seed they seed this stuff throughout the movie now i kind of wonder i did actually find and download the script i kind of want to read that um 
at some point. Uh, but I, I, I'd be more uh, interested in hearing from the director uh, um, and writers of, I think maybe he he's the only one that wrote it, but, you know, did they come up with this end or the general plot and then just start seeding these things through it so that it all connected? Like that's, you know, a technique that people use to try and like make sure that there's callbacks and, and setups and payoffs. Right. Or did they already have that conceived and then just tie it all together? Like, I'd be really curious to hear about the process of, because yeah, um, there's the, there's the dead bird and then that motif. And then there's all these other motifs that we didn't really pick up on until it all started to come together in this last, like, you know, hour, half hour. Yeah. One thing I'd never, I didn't quite get, maybe you, maybe, you know, there's, there's a, a strange like writing on the walls in the house. Did they ever tie that to anything in particular? I'm not. I I don't recall if there was. But you do remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. she even um, uh, Annie even writes that in her uh, like miniatures. Yeah. Now Peter. Um, Peter is actually gets possessed. Yeah, he's right? apparently been possessed because uh, at school yeah. he uh, uh, breaks <laughs> his own slams. nose. <laughs> In class, yeah, and he's just like hanging out in class. He starts sweating and looking all, looking all gross, and then all of yeah. a sudden he just starts. His like hand lifts up in the air like he's being uh, pulled by some invisible rope, and then he starts yeah. smashing his head into his desk and uh, breaks his nose. Yeah, and that's uh, yep. Well, some stuff happens after that where she's trying to tell him about all this craziness and then she's like trying to burn the book and then the husband's like gets uh, a little bit too close to the fire, someone say. <laughs> well, so yeah, let's let's back up a little bit. So All right. Um Char- I guess uh uh Steve, the dad, yep. takes takes uh Peter home, right? with the broken mm-hmm. nose and and uh annie's there and she's like oh my god what's happened like how did you know what's you know what's the deal like you know i love my son i don't want him to get hurt and so she she thinks like okay what i need to do is i need to burn this this book of uh drawings like it's what mm-hmm. it's what's what has like charlie's uh soul like trapped up in it and that's Correct. like the only way to like break this seance thing. But when she tried to burn it herself, it lit her on fire, right? So she thinks like, okay, well, the only way to stop this is basically to burn this book. But I'm gonna die in the at the same time. Okay. And she is like afraid to do it herself, so she tries to convince her husband to do it. And he's he's like, well, you're losing your mind. I'm gonna call the police. I don't know, like, what you're doing. This is this is nuts. Oh, and I must have completely forgotten this. I thought it was like more of an accident type thing. No, I didn't. Yeah, go and ahead. And then she's like, okay, you, you know, like I can't let you do this. I can't. Like, we need to end this. So she grabs the book and throws it into the fire. And then instead of what you think, like, what's gonna happen is that she's gonna explode in flames, but he does. Mm he's nowhere near the actual like fireplace it just right. he just explodes into flames like magically at that point yeah that that was another that was another one of those scenes like the um like charlie getting her head knocked off where you're just like oh my god holy crap yeah. and uh, then and then the way that tony collette's face is like lit up by the fire is also like crazy as well yeah um yeah. And but yeah, I uh, this also goes back to just the cinematography, uh, the way that this was shot too, because just the because uh, I think that was more of like a wider angle where you see just his whole body lit up and her, um, and also the editing in this was great too, like because as the movie goes along, you start seeing all these match cuts, like when we have Peter at home and then Peter at his desk at school, like that cut um, from like night uh to today um the match cuts of the house um i just think that all of it is you know just a a really good um attestation to i guess good filmmaking um yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah i love um, i love the 
Go ahead. One of the one of my favorite shots in the movie is the um, the treehouse with the yes. heat lamps, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like the, the the windows are all lit up red. Oh, so cool. And and we end up in the treehouse. Um, we end up so that's so after this fire happens, <laughs> Peter wakes up and sees uh, burned dad. And he's and that like, works on two levels. Go ahead. He said, "Burn, Dad." And works on two levels. It's Gabriel Burn, and he's burned. Oh, you got me. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> well done. Oh my god. Uh, um, yeah. And then and then Annie's just like ah, and like chases him because she's like uh, possessed at this point too, right? So one of the things I don't quite get, and maybe you know maybe I, I need to just read some more like material about the movie is so he breaks his nose and you think mm-hmm. he's possessed but he's it, according to like the special effects of the movie he's not actually been possessed by the demon yet so i don't know like what made that happen like why did why does arm look well up i think it's maybe starting or maybe it's the spirit of of charlie the daughter because her spirit is obviously around oh that right? could be that that's kind of what i thought because remember his like arm like twists in the air and the teacher calls on him yep and it's like hey steve what's wrong mm-hmm. or not steve peter hey peter what's wrong and then that's when he's all like like yeah yeah so and maybe then he slammed like, so i thought it was like the daughter of the spirit like trying to mess with him okay at yeah. that point partial partial possession or some kind of, yeah some yeah. unseen spiritual force exactly yeah, yeah but he's not actually possessed by the the demon at this point correct yeah no i think i think annie gets some of that in her because she chases him and maybe from burning the book like it's released or something but like she chases him up to the attic that you're talking about right no and no then, she, she, no. she chases him up into the attic of the house the house not the oh that's right house. the not the treehouse the then, attic of the house where uh and we didn't mention this but there's like the rotting body of the grandmother also um, beheaded also beheaded and also uh something that the husband had hidden i don't know how well from annie um because like i, I think it's like as soon as he get gets home or it's like within a day or two like he gets a call from the funeral home and he seems nonplussed about it, by the way, where it's like, oh, someone like dug up her body. And he's like, oh, sure, whatever. Um, yeah. So that I'm, I kind of question that, too. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, the way I understood it is that she died with that spirit in her. Mm-hmm. And that spirit like reanimated her body. And right. I don't know why the head got cut off, but. I... Joan dug it up, right? Did Joan dig it up? Is that what you? That's what that I was the implication. That was the implication. Okay, but I thought I don't the, know. If I thought the body true. actually like walked to their oh, house. Oh, really? That was what I uh, maybe. But then, why was it in the attic? I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> um, and then also, why was Gabriel Byrne like? Oh, the body's you know like the body's gone. Like I mean, it seems like especially given how much funerals cost. Like it seems like you would be slightly upset with some grave robbing yeah that was weird because but he didn't seem upset about anything really until like the dinner scene so because well, no one liked well no one liked the grandma so they all thought she, true i mean that, true. I, I don't know if you mentioned that at the beginning but yeah everybody thought that she was i did like, i did yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so um, yeah actually what i want to do is i want to go over the whole speech that annie gave um at the support group because that's another thing where it just laced everything in there. And so, um, right. yeah, if like, if you watch it back again, there's like yeah. so many little things you could pick up on. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. So, so let's just yeah. finish so the, she, she chases she, him up to the, uh, to the house, to attic. the house attic. And she's doing, she's doing like really crazy stuff. Like she's like crawling on the walls, hanging from the ceiling. Yes making weird oh, did you, noises uh, do you remember the shot where like um yeah uh, like, like peter's like looking out no 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 this is earlier like peter's like looking out a window and then like someone's swimming across in the background yes yes that one that one really 
freaked me out. Yeah. I, um, Ooh, maybe yeah. that was. I think that was. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's so many like just very still moments of just freakiness. But uh, what happens in the attic? <laughs> Not great. Yeah. 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 You want to, do you want me to do it or you want to? I don't know. It? Yeah. I, if we got to figure out like why, what the point of cutting all these heads off is <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But so, Annie so cuts her own head off with yeah. piano well, wire. Yeah. Something. Yeah. <laughs> and they focus on, I, I think she starts at the back and she's just sawing it off. Uh, and she's up. It's not like she's standing there. She's like up in the like levitating levitating thank you in the ceiling and like ah and he's just like ah yeah so and then he jumps out of the window yes and falls into like some bushes or something right yes and then the little uh special effect spirit leaves annie's body and uh floats down and enters that was that was a little light that they kept doing right yeah yeah okay that's the spirit of um, uh <clears throat> yeah and then and then um he's like clucking or no does doesn't he cluck it or i think do, he do does the, cluck I do when charlie he, sounds yeah yeah so he starts clucking and walks and up. then they go and then they go into the tree house yeah. and then that's where the whole cults of freaky deaky people are there's naked people there's joan uh there's um some other relatives yeah headless corpse yeah yeah they're all praying to him oh and then um yeah uh so there's a crown that gets placed on his head and it's a close-up shot of his face and getting the crown and his, his face is motionless which, going back to Midsummer, is pretty much the same end shot that we get in Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Which uh, I don't. I mean, I'm sure that flowers. he intentionally, yeah, probably intentionally, like, um, made that similar, just as like maybe that's his own like little motif that he likes. But um, yeah. and then yeah, so he's payment and he's free to do whatever. Yeah, to over. this little coven of crazies take over the world at this point i guess yeah, yeah. And the movie's so, over yeah so that's that's the summary and i apologize apologize if it sounds very mixed up once more we did watch this a few weeks ago so some <laughs> things got left out but um but really like when you watch it you actually do have to pay attention like it seems like oh okay this family's got some issues and they're grieving and don't really know how to deal with it and then it's like oh man there's this terrible accident terrible death and then it's like whoa crazy supernatural stuff but then when you look at it by by the end of it you see where every little drop actually adds up to something whether it's like the severed head of the bird um and then uh so what I wanted to do was read the support group thing from Annie because this pretty much tells you everything you need to know where Annie's sitting in the support group and she, you know, usually in movies or TV, just like, Oh, I'm so reluctant to talk at support group. Nope. She's okay to talk about like how messed up her mom was. She says, mm-hmm. um, I was estranged from her at the end. She had DID, which I looked up It's disassociative identity disorder or a version of dementia. Um, her father had psychotic depression and died when she was a baby. He starved himself. Uh, her older brother had schizophrenia and he hung himself. The suicide note blamed her mom of putting people inside him. So, Chris, let's dissect that. Do we have to? So we can, so we can medicalize all this, right? We could say there's all these problems, but what if it's that you're, your mom's actually like the head of a cult. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's like you said, there's just so many things throughout the whole movie that are hinting at like what's really going on. And that speech just basically like lays up completely out for you, but you just don't know enough at that point to realize that they've basically explained 
exactly, exactly. The, the movie, and, and that's a, that's the greatness of of what they did in this movie. Um, and then also the dream sequence. So go back to when she's telling him, like, I didn't want to have you. I tried to have a miscarriage. And like, whoa, that's like intense because, you know, like that's a real thing. Like some moms, you know, yeah. but you don't know why. Now you know why. Right. Because she probably has some suspicions that like the grandmother could do something to him or or maybe even these suspicions of this supernatural stuff, I, th- I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, possibly, possibly. I, I I didn't make that. Uh, I didn't make that. I think I think she, I think she she knew to some degree because I'm pretty sure she's the one that just put away the mom's book, and she thought that maybe everything would be over now that the mom is gone. Mm, okay, yeah. So she maybe knows more than she she's let letting on because yeah. the way they film that scene where she's looking through the book, it like. M- I thought it was playing as if like she's surprised to be seeing this information. I think so too. I mean, that's the thing. I'm not quite sure because I think that a lot of this is is very nuanced or just kind of left up to your own interpretation. Like you know, a lot of good art is. Um, yeah. And and I have this written down in my notes, and I forget the part. But someone talked about correcting the first female body. Um, they were. Do you remember that? Do you know if they were talking about the daughter? I don't yeah I don't really know. Okay. But anyway, like I I just thought that in terms of the sound, the cinematography, the writing um and the acting like you know as as messed up as this was, it was a great movie and I know that at the time that it came out, a lot of people are saying Tony Collette should have been nominated for like awards and mm-hmm. it sucks that you know horror movies don't get nominated for stuff and i i agree i thought that she she was amazing in this in terms of all the stuff that she went through yeah yeah i i didn't know that 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 was uh happening then but yeah i think she should have got something for it some kind of recognition i guess yeah, at least in uh, sure. the horror circles she's getting well i'm sure that she got she, i'm sure she got it in in those circles i think people are saying like you know kind of like a, uh, a circus uh thing you know it's like uh you know instead of ignoring like the genre uh pictures like she should have gotten like a golden globe or a, a, an oscar nom or something like that yeah and i think we can um, say yet again a24 knocked it out of the park oh that's right it is an a24 film yeah so many of those have been well we've, we've reviewed a lot of them on the pod that's true and and the one thing that i've pointed out to other people is that on canopy you can uh look up stuff by production company so if you just want to see all a24 films you can just click on that and they have the whole collection right there for you yeah did they do uh the green knight they did yes okay i have not seen that yet i have not seen it yet either even though it's definitely up my alley and and i want to um but uh we have plenty of other stuff to watch chris that's true that's true well, we're gonna dune it up after i've seen dune i think i'm just gonna like quit movies forever though you might feel that way i can't say anything more because you've asked me multiple times not to spoil it for you spoil it for but me i will tell you story. this there's a lot of sand oh, oh darn <laughs> ruined <laughs> so um i know we've we've said a lot of uh good stuff about hereditary but do you have any uh you got any complaints for the people i mean Whoa! I think Way it's to bring a the time full, down. full-throated recommendation here from both of us. But you know, anything that you I, I mean, I've, like to see I've, improve. I've pointed out the one thing that you know I just don't like. Uh, I guess overall, and it, it was just a horror movie thing that was like, oh, here's this trope, and it wasn't like I disliked it intensely. It was just like, oh, I've seen this trope before, where I was just trying to, you know, the daughter thing with the clucking of the tongue. Yep or making that noise but i mean that's that's very negligible compared to the entire film which i thought was just really well done yeah. um so hi our i guess i guess we give give this our highest recommendation yeah yeah well i think for me the only thing that looking back on it the only thing that i thought was maybe it could have been tightened up would have just been that first 30 minutes okay yeah, maybe cut a little bit of that out yeah. So would we, you rewatch this to try and pick up on things again? 
I feel like this discussion has been good enough for me on that front. Uh, yeah. Maybe in a few years when I've forgotten how traumatic it is to watch this movie, I might Yes, try no, again. I wouldn't say like, oh yeah, let's watch... You don't want to watch it like <laughs> one after the other for sure. But um, yes, maybe maybe once some time has passed, uh, it'd be a good one to revisit. Just like I'd like to revisit Midsummer at some point as well. Yeah, um, there's just so many brutal things in both of those movies where you just yeah, yeah not yeah. a not a fun experience. <laughs> no cheap. No, uh, I guess there are some cheap scares in this one, but. Uh, yeah, but the whole They're like very, swimming very across true. in the background one that shot was, um, <laughs> but but yeah, there's a lot of just, um. So yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. Go see um, it if you haven't seen it, and I, I know we just and if you and if you, you listen but... to this whole past yeah podcast and you haven't seen it, well, sorry, but yeah. you might as well see it anyway, I guess. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, next pod will be about Denis Villeneuve's dune does say that right uh that's how i've heard it said dune denny done done denny denny's is it about is, he did a movie about denny's uh, yeah yeah but it, uh, well it's got denny's and paul Atreides. but yes we'll we'll go hang out with timmy chalamet <laughs> timmy. <laughs> timmy chalamet and the cast of dune looking forward to that chris so I'll see you see you then. See you then, Jordan. Bye. It's it's 2021. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs>